you smashed one down the line. I mean, come on, Blue. We got to we have to have more athleticism there. Did you talk to him after that? I did. I did. I was giving I I, I was giving some crap too. Well, I hit the ball hard. The ball chased him. You know, he he didn't have that much time to move around. But uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it's not it's not just the extra bases. Uh, it was a go- it, it was gonna be an RBI because the guy we gotta we gotta run in second base, and as soon as yeah. the ball hit him, it's a dead ball. So I'm happy that I got a hit, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't like he hit him and it went right to someone, and I was out. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 187 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And we have circled back to Miguel Rojas of your Los Angeles Dodgers. He is joining us as they begin their first road trip of the season out in Arizona. Hello, Miggy Rowe. What up, Chris? How are you, man? Uh, it's really it's really good to see you again. Uh, after one series in, uh, in Dodger Stadium, uh, we hit the road, like you say. It's going to be... Uh, our first road trip, so looking forward to do this. So where do you go? You go Arizona, and then I didn't even pay attention where you're off to next. Yeah, uh, Arizona and San Francisco. So four here, tres, uh, three in San Fran. Uh, then we go back home. I'll tell you this. The divisional travel in the NL West, very nice. I think the furthest Super road nice. trip got is, is to Colorado, and that's only like an hour 40 flight. Yeah, that's right. But remember, this year we we play in the whole league, so uh, there's I not going to be many, many, many travels to uh, to stay in the West. We're gonna we're gonna go to the Central more, and we're gonna go to the East. So, uh, but I'm excited because I'm gonna have chance to see my family when I go to the East a little bit more. Because now I'm kind of uh, by myself here in LA. Okay, well, I'm just I, I want to let you know. You know, you have a family in Los Angeles. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, you work at night most times, but you are more than welcome to just come over and just hang out if you want a nice home-cooked meal, uh, if you just want a place to put your feet up and stretch out from your, you know, your little rented abode. You know you have an open-door policy here. Yeah, brother. Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, And I'm going to be coming and visit you and the family for sure. Uh, so I can talk to the kids and stuff because it can be sometimes you know it can be a little bit uh, uh, you follow you follow into uh, into these routines that that you just wake up and do the same thing over and over and it's kind of it's kind of it gets it gets to you mentally for sure in a long season. Yeah. Well, we talked about this after you got traded that this is the first time that you're dealing with kind of being on your own for a while, and I don't care if you're 34 years old or you're 52 years old or whatever. It gets it gets a little lonely when you're out there without your people. It does, it does, man. Uh, you can you can really feel it, you know. And you start like figure out that you you need to do stuff that you haven't you haven't been done in your whole career, kind of uh, taking care of an apartment and and making sure that that you have to you have to take the trash out and you have to make sure that everything looks good and everything is good in your apartment because you're by yourself. So uh there's definitely a little bit more of a uh, responsibilities there uh before you go to the ball putting and perform i don't want you going down and playing poker every night that's the thing i'm worried no about. no 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 i'm not i'm not doing that either i, I i'm getting out of the games too late too so i'm, I'm picking my spots you know uh, i'm i'm waiting to uh for an off day or something like that so i can so i can actually go and play a little bit of poker but uh definitely need to keep my game uh my game going for sure Okay, we got a lot to cover with you, uh, but I think the most interesting thing that happened on the Dodgers opening homestand was that dude who jumped out of the crowd 
to propose to his now fiance. Did you see this whole thing happen? Man, that was crazy. I was playing that game too. I was uh I was inside. I think I think I was inside. I couldn't like I couldn't really see it live because it happened so quick, you know. The guy jumped on the field. I mean, you sometimes as a player you don't really pay attention to to what's going on at the time. But then when the guy got tackled, we 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 saw the video afterwards. And I, you can see Julie. <laughs> you can see you, Juni over there, like, uh, like I mean, with his hands up. That was so funny for me. Like, he was so happy for him. And then all of a sudden, he put his hands over his head because uh, the guy got tackled <laughs> so hard, man. And it's funny because uh, the security talked to us, um, like, one day before opening day, uh, when we were playing against uh, the Angels or something like that uh, at home. And they were talking about that about, about that situation when when we have a, a, a people on the field or what we need to do as a player, how they gonna how they gonna approach the guys, and they were ready to do that. You know, like the guy tackled him. You got re- reinforced there. Three more guys. I mean, they did a spectacular job. Uh, uh, poor guy, man. Well, yeah, there were a lot of people who felt bad for him. They were like, "Oh, they shouldn't hit him as hard." Where do you where do you stand on this whole thing? Because those people are there to protect you, one hundred percent. And you ne- you 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 never know what what he's there for. You know, he probably was just proposing, but other people you don't know their intentions. You know, when when someone jump into the field like that, it's never like a safe thing to do. So for all the fans out there, don't be thinking that if you're if you're just jumping on the field just to say hi or to be a nice person, you're gonna be treated like that. You know, no, I mean you're gonna be treated as a threat. Because, uh, I mean, we never know what, what can happen, you know, and what the intention of, of the people are. So I am I'm, I'm fully supportive to, uh, to, our, to our people and, and the staff uh, that, that is the security at Dodger Stadium because they're doing their job. And, I mean, that was, that was unbelievable. All I can tell you is this. The Rams and Chargers both went, hmm, what are the names of those guys? Because they got some <laughs> pretty good closing speed on them. And they hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then they uh, the guy couldn't see him coming to either. You know, <laughs> he didn't he didn't hear any any steps or anything. That that was that was a great hit for sure. Could you imagine if she I mean, she said yes? Could you imagine if after all that she said no? Ah, that was gonna be a tough night for sure. Getting hit that hard, you know, that video is gonna be out there forever, and then. Probably uh, spend all your money on a on a wedding ring and and all that, and just to say no. Wow, I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad that he's gonna get married, and and I'm happy for him and, and his uh, fiance. He should invite all the Dodgers players just as a nice little skit. Where at? I said he should invite all of the Dodgers. Oh, to the to the uh, oh to the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how many guys are gonna show up, but. Uh, definitely that that would be nice. Imagine if you do it at Dodger Stadium, you know, a wedding at Dodger Stadium, uh, just in that area yeah. right there in, in left field. <laughs> and then they, you know, it, it, when um, when whoever presides over the ceremony says, "Does anybody object?" It'd be great if the three security dudes then just the three security it. guys, <laughs> <laughs> right? And don't play. Yeah, That's I think I go. I think that would be uh, that would be a epic uh, ceremony for sure. It, was there a good? Um, is there a good story for when you proposed to your wife? Anything good? Uh, not really, because I I did it during the during the regular season in Venezuela when I was playing winter ball, and uh, so I've been 
I've been this kind of guy where, you know, when when things are not going that well in, in baseball uh, on the field, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of different at home. And and I mean, the one day we we was we was having dinner after my game, and I didn't have a good game, and I have the ring on my on my on my front pocket on on, on my jean, and uh, I said, you know what? Why why would I wait longer for this? You know, like I want to propose. I have the ring right here. I shouldn't have the ring there, you know, because I, I got like, I don't know, like my reaction was like, okay, I want to have this. I, I want to be with this girl. I want to be with my, with my wife right now for, for a long time. So I, I just going to do it now. So we were having dinner and I just, I just proposed to her over there during dinner, but it wasn't anything special, you know, like my focus always being like, okay, uh, what do I need to do next day uh, to play? And, and I mean, She's gonna be with me at the game or whatever. I think we were we were always rushing, and so that's why I proposed like that, uh, just in a dinner table. Okay, I like that. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. It was a, it was a, it was kind of, I mean, a, a reaction that I had because I was sitting with her and I felt it was the right time, and I just did it. Good, and she said yes. Now yeah, she to- said yes, and now we're here. You know, two kids and uh, 10 years later. That's nice. So how was it uh, the second time around uh, playing at Dodger Stadium as a Dodger? Were there different emotions? Was it, you know, what what went on for you? Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of good things and uh, uh, and and good memories about the time that I was playing here, you know, but it's it's different now. It's it's. I think it's a different uh, point of view from me, a different perspective and a different approach that I have during this year. You know, having that, uh, um, knowing that I'm going to, that, that I'm going to be playing shortstop a lot and, and knowing that I'm going to be part of uh, something that we want to accomplish all as a team, you know, and I'm not really worrying about myself. I worry about the team. I'm worrying about winning games. How can I contribute to win games? And, and I'm super obsessed about, you know, enjoying the moment, enjoying the time that I'm here and enjoying every single game because uh, that's something that I that I don't want to I don't want to look bad and regret that I didn't enjoy my time with the Dodgers and this is an special group and uh, walking the, in that clubhouse and and seeing the guys and seeing how how confident they are you know on themselves and on the whole team I feel like that's that's contagious and I like I like feeling like that way you know and and that's the feeling that I have right now. I just want to go to the ballpark every single day to spend time with with the boys and do it all together. You know, nobody wants to wants to chase anything in particular. Personally, I feel like everything is like towards winning the game that night, and that's something that is really special. and And I haven't felt that in a long time. Must be different going to a ballpark. With all due respect to what happened in Miami, you know, that wasn't a team that had a lot of tradition when it came to winning right now you're joining the team that has been to the playoffs 10 straight years that has been to the world series a couple of times that has kissed the trophy before is it different when you show up to work and you know like we're winning 70 percent of the time yeah it's the it's the expectations man and and uh and having the high standards you know for not just for you as a player that need to prepare for that game and be ready for the other guys for the, for the organization itself, you know, we take pride of 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 preparing every single day 
and put it the best product out there out there for for the fans to enjoy a winning team you know and and that's something that i really that i'm really seeing this this first couple of games there's no heroes you know it can be the pitching staff one day it can be will smith like he's been crushing uh uh this this whole series it can be freddie freeman uh hitting a goal with two outs and then we score seven runs after that you know uh, that's it's, it's something that you you can you can feel the vibe of yeah we hit a lot of homers you know as a team but we're not looking too slow you know like we're looking to put pressure on the other team and I feel like that's that's feel by by the opposite you know like they felt that we're gonna put pressure on you different ways you know people walk people hit a double another guy reach base another guy hit a sack fly so the pressure is always on. And that's that's what I feel. It makes this team really special because it's it's not waiting for one guy to hit a three-run homer. I mean, it's gonna happen because we got a lot of guys that can do it. But from mm-hmm. the younger guys like James Altman, you see Jason Hayward coming in, hitting two bombs and being so good for the team already. Uh, Trace Thompson hit a three-run uh, a, a game with three. He hit three homers in one game the other day. You 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 get like production from everywhere. So. You don't need to feel like, okay, I need to do it, you know? Like, Mookie do his part, Freddie, all the guys in the lineup. Uh, I think up and down, we have a pretty pretty balanced lineup, and, and it's really nice to have it. More of the Rose rotation coming your way, but first, quick reminder, today's episode presented to you by Shady Rays. I want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. In fact, Shady Rays offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. We're talking about durable frames, extremely clear optics, and that's not all. It's got my favorite thing ever. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? You sit on your shades. You lose them in the ocean or at the beach. You just let them know, hey, mine are broken. I lost them. They're not going to go, oh, you moron. They're going to say, where do we send you a new pair? They don't even ask the question. Like, wait, don't you want my excuse? No, they don't care. They want to send you a brand new pair of these babies. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. So head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use the code word ROSE for 50% off two plus pair of polarized sunglasses. Once again, ShadyRays.com. Code is ROSE. 50% 50% off two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. Believe me, you'll be wearing them in style. You know, I felt good for Trace because no matter what he does in this game, he's always going to be Clay's brother. And that's not mm-hmm. a bad thing, right? I mean, it's like you are – we're talking about a borderline Hall of Famer who's a four-time champion, a five-time All-Star, and one of the sweetest shooters we've ever seen in the league. By the way, you don't like Golden State, right? Aren't you a Laker guy or something? I'm a I'm a Laker guy, especially when yeah. uh, when Kobe when Kobe and Chuck plays. I feel like yeah, I'm I'm more of a Laker guy, and I like the colors too. You know the 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 gold yeah. with uh with the purple. I think uh I, I really like the colors of the uniform and all that. I I feel I feel more represented by the Lakers than other any other team in basketball. So when Clay pays a visit, because inevitably he he always comes down and sees his brother somewhere. He's gonna come in the clubhouse, and you know he's gonna talk. You're gonna let him know you're a Lakers fan, right? No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be happy to uh to get to meet him because I like basketball and I I really enjoy what he does. You know, 
I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a basketball fan. I'm not a, I'm not a like one specific thing fan, you know, like, yeah, I feel okay. like I was a Kobe fan and that's why I follow the Lakers. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm really happy when I'm around basketball players because uh, I feel like, I mean, that's the sport that I, that I love watching and watching, watching stars from another, from another sport, I think it's better than uh-huh. watching the stars from your same sport, you know, Have but looking forward, looking yet? forward to. No, no, I haven't. I haven't this year, but uh, I went. Uh, I went to a game back in 2014. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to go this year for sure. You gotta get somebody in the front office and be like, "Hey, I'm dying to go to a <laughs> Laker game. Can we make that?" I mean, we've basically run out of time in the regular season, so mm-hmm. it needs to happen Playoff quick. That's when... right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and also depending on who they play in the first round, it could be. I think the Lakers could get on a little bit of a run, but it could be quick. I know, I know. Yeah, I need to. Um, I need to see where they're gonna play uh, when when I get back to LA and see if I can go to the game for sure. Yeah, let's try and hook that up. Have you bought any yeah. Jordans on the West Coast yet? Yeah, I got a couple pairs uh, the other day. Um, I I went I went shopping a little bit before the before the travel um, here to to Arizona. So uh, I got a couple pairs that uh, that I like. Uh, there's really nice really nice stores here. But uh, I mean, they've been they've been kind of slow on on. I mean, latest latest uh, Jordans out. I really I didn't really like him. So uh, I have to wait until like something really good uh, attract me, so I can go for it. Did you bring him with you on your trip? Uh, I think I bring one pair of, on the trip, but uh, um, I left the other ones at home. Okay, all right, good. Yeah. Um, yep. During that first homestand, I was very upset at an umpire. He took an extra base away from you. Uh, yeah, you smashed one down the line. I mean, come on, Blue. We got to. We have to have more athleticism there. Did you talk to him after that? I did. I did. I was giving. I, I, I was giving some crap too. Well, I hit the ball hard. The ball chased him. You know, he he didn't have that much time to move around. But uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it's not it's not just the extra bases. Uh, it was a good, it, it was gonna be an RBI because the guy we gotta we gotta run in second base, and as soon as yeah. the ball hit him, it's a dead ball. So I'm happy that I got a hit, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't like he hit him and it went right to someone, and I was out. Um, yeah, I got a hit there, uh, but I hit the ball really hard, and I was giving some crap. He say, "Man, that that thing hurts," <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah. Um, I wanted that RBI and I wanted that double, but it's okay. I'm going to have another opportunity to do it for sure. I know, but Brady came running down. He's like, Dad, you see what happened to Miggy Rowe? Said, <laughs> like, look at this. I was like, oh, oh. man. Take yeah, that was. Yes, and mm-hmm. an RBI for my guy. We can't, can't be doing That's that. That's a bummer. That's a bummer for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. We won that um, game. Hey, we won that game for by a lot of runs. So that's the most important thing. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did they hook you up? By the way, you're in, you guys are in Arizona. You don't have to tell me where you stay, but there's a lot of nice places to stay in Arizona. Did they? Yeah. This this place this place where we're staying right now is uh is pretty show. Uh, it's you got a golf course. It looks like a maze to get to your room. It's pretty big. Yeah. I think it's a. Um, it's not just a hotel. It's a like a resort. Uh, golf course, um, pretty nice, pretty nice place to stay, especially when it's a four game series during the weekend. I think it's a, 
it's really nice to stay in a place like this. So you disconnect from from everything. And as soon as you go to the ballpark, it's like work time. But when the game is over or during the morning and stuff, like you can do so many other things, not just like thinking about baseball and thinking to get out of here to go to the ballpark because it's not enjoyable. So I always appreciate staying in a nice hotel when we're on the road because you have time to do uh, many, many other things. You see, now that's the thing that a lot of fans don't know is that not every team travels the same way. There are some teams that do it on the cheap, and there are some that do it right. I think you are with one right now that does it right. Yeah, they 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 do it right, and they they're not afraid to uh, to spend on on the on the security, safety, and and amenities for the players. You know, uh, a high class organization that is always like looking up for players, looking up for for their for their families and for the best of uh, to put the best the, the players in the best position to succeed in all aspects, you know, not just on the field but off the field as well. And the way that they they do things here, I mean, they've been doing it for a long time, and they they keep everybody happy for sure. All right, so who? Not everybody gets a suite on the road, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I imagine Mookie, Kershaw, Freddie, all those guys are living, and that's that's okay, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's what you do when you have some like time in the game, you know, and you, uh, you actually, that's something that the players sometimes ask for in their contracts when they're right. like getting to a point where, I mean, they've been playing in the league for so long and, and, you know, that's a, there's something special, you know, it's, it's not easy to get, you know, it's not easy to get to this point, but, uh, when, when I signed my last deal, that was something that I put on my contract and I said, yeah, I want to sweep on the road. And uh, I'm one of those guys right now, for sure. <laughs> oh, Mickey Rowe put it in his contract. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Should we take a little tour of the suite, or is that giving away too much? No, let me see if I can if I can show you a little bit. So here's a here's a bedroom, just like a okay. really nice bedroom, Whoa. bathroom back there. Okay. Yep. All right. We got big space. We got a separate. room. Look, whoa, Mickey! I'm moving in there. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Come here, man. We got I got two different bathrooms, so I got another bathroom here. It's really nice. It's 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 nice. That's how that's how you're you're in the show, you know, bathtub, you know. Maybe. You know when when you get yeah. when you get to a point where you can uh you can actually uh ask for. For something in your contract, you know, you play for a you play for a long time. You uh, you actually deserve some credit, and and so you you're part of the you're part of that the the group that can ask for for your suite. You know, I love it. I love it. By I like way. I like to be I like to be comfortable on the road for sure. So that's why that's why I asked for, it. and it's, it was important for me when I signed my 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 deal and. Uh, I asked them in Miami, and they kept it here too. So, well, d- wouldn't they have had to? I mean, everything transfers over. I mean, when they trade for you, they trade mm-hmm. for your contract too. It's not like exactly. everything gets dumped. So, the Dodgers knew that. It's I. I think they'll be just fine if they have to upgrade from <laughs> to a just a to a suite. They'll figure that one. Yeah, out. that's right. I, but, I don't. Th- I don't think it's gonna be a big problem. So that's. No. I will. <laughs> I will be I will be playing for for everything that I that I got for sure. Yeah, some some 
somehow the Dodgers will make ends meet financially. But you here's what you got to do. You got to get somebody to watch the kids so that mama can can travel with you on the road somewhere. I know, I know. I need to. Uh, we 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 figure out. We we're trying to. Uh, we're trying to see each other on the on the East Coast when or or uh, Chicago or, or anywhere like that that uh, that we can that we can see each other uh, a little more during the during the regular season. But uh, uh, right now, Aaron is in school, so we don't want right. him to be missing so, to be missing so many days. But uh, definitely looking forward to see him uh, somewhere on, on along the along the way. Okay. Good. I certainly hope that happens. Hey, you Rose Rotationers. The baseball season is in full swing. You know that already. But whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered for all this season's action. And right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can hit it out of the park with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your winnings with each leg you add. You get up to 100%. It's that simple. I mean, take wins and home runs and strikeouts. So that's usually my three combos. Wins, home runs, strikeouts, stepped up, same game, parlay. It doesn't beat it. It makes sense every time. Join the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code ROSE, and new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code ROSE. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts, 800-327-5050, or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Now back to the show. Last time we caught up, uh, you were talking about uh, not playing in the World Baseball Classic and you know, we heard how much in your voice it, it bothered you, but you had to make a, a decision once Gavin Lux got injured for the year about your role change, so you stayed with the Dodgers. But I'm sure you watched as much of the World Baseball Classic as you could. Did you watch the Venezuela-USA game? Oh, yeah. I was I was locked in on it, you know. It was pretty painful when uh, when Trey hit the homer, you know, to, to go yeah. ahead uh, right there, man. I mean, all by two, too, you know, like after Luis arrives, hit the home run in the eight, I think uh, hitting in the bottom of the seven or something like that. Uh, when we were to the eight, like looking for six outs all by two, I thought we got it, man. I thought we got it. And I mean, uh, I mean, they played that, you know, they played that ass off and, and they put their, themselves in a pretty good position there to uh, to do that. Pete Alonso with a bloop single to right. I mean, I mean that's baseball, you know. Sometimes you 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 need to you need to do stuff like that. Hit by pitch, walk. You need guys to put pressure. And when bases are loaded, there's more pressure for everybody. More pressure for the pitcher. More pressure for the defenders. And everything is different when you uh when you apply pressure. And I feel that's that's what they did over there against Venezuela. But uh, that was that was a painful. I mean, I knew it was over after that for sure. It was a it was an amazing game, an amazing tournament. I thought it did exactly what it was trying to do in mm-hmm. terms of up raise the awareness of the sport on a global scale. I mean, the, the television numbers in Japan 
were out of this world. I thought it, I thought it was great, and I think that the next time we have this in in 2026, even more and more stars are going to want to partake. Don't you think? Yeah, 100. percent And hopefully, uh, the injuries and the things that happen uh, on that nature, because uh, I mean, Jose Altuve is one of our of, of our guides. Got hit by pitch on yeah. the thumb, and he got a he got a surgery from that. And I'm pretty sure the Astros are hurting, you know, from not having yep. Altuve with them every single day since the beginning. But hopefully that's not a that's not something that is really take from what we live and what we expect and 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 in those three weeks of of a tournament because it's pretty special and it's pretty nice to to put baseball in the global scale. Um, all, seeing all the numbers of Randy Arozarena and Shohei Otani and Lars Ludbar and all that, those guys, those numbers went up like it's really crazy on social media for them because, uh, I mean, we can make it a global sport, you know? Imagine totally. imagine our stars in game, in the game of baseball, like Mike Trout, Bookie, and 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 all, all of those guys who are like representing us, not just here in the United States or Latin America, but everywhere, you know, all around the, the, the globe. I think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be important for for the whole world to know that these players are so special. So I'm happy for the guys who who represent their teams, who went there, play hard, play with passion, and like the manager Benji Hill from the from the from Mexico say, mm-hmm. Mexico or United States or Venezuela, they didn't win. Baseball won with the yep. whole tournament. So Japan ended up winning the the whole thing. But baseball was the biggest winner uh, 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 with the with the competition, and uh, I think he, he he said it the right way because Mexico put a, an amazing show, an amazing performance. They didn't end up winning, but they felt like they did it for baseball, and baseball ended up winning the the big thing. Absolutely, I loved it. I hate the injuries. I get it, but if we're if, listen, the Edwin Diaz thing was a freak injury. It was just the strangest thing ever. The Altuve one, if you say, well, there you go, we can't do that stuff. Well, then you know what? Then we shouldn't have spring training games because that could have easily happened there. We definitely mm-hmm. shouldn't have the all-star game because, you know, it can happen there yeah. too. So uh, it, it was horrible. I feel terribly for him. I feel bad for the Astros as well. Mm-hmm. Just whatever. But the, there was so much good that came out of it, including just realizing – what an enormous star globally Shohei Otani is, man. I mean, I talked to Vinny Pasquantino of mm-hmm. the Royals who played for Team Italy and played against uh, Otani in Japan in the quarterfinals, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He was like, I've never seen anything like it. He's like, you can't move three feet without a huge poster of Shohei Otani being somewhere in Tokyo. I think, I think you guys are at the... 25 years down the line, you're going to say, I'm thankful I played against him while he was doing what he was doing. Well, we play, uh, we played the Freeware series a couple a week ago, you know, against the Angels. Mm-hmm. We played three games and I, I, I crossed path uh, with uh, Chohe. And the first thing that I said was, thank you. You know, uh, I, I, we need to be grateful for the things that he's doing for the game of baseball. They're asking, they're asking that guy for so much. And it's not, it's not just the Angels organization. It's baseball overall, MLB, you know, All-Star Games, uh, uh, the World Baseball Classic. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a chance to play in the playoff at some point. And he's doing it all, man. He's, uh, he's doing it without, like, without a break, you know. He's ready. He's, uh, he's committed. He's pitching. He's hitting. 
he's doing the whole thing and he's like putting putting his name his family and and baseball in another level and it's really fun to watch when you play against a guy like that knowing how hard it is just to hit how hard it is just to pitch and doing it all you know in a daily basis without really taking a break other than off days that the team have is is pretty impressive and we have to say thank you to Shohei for for what he's been doing for the game of baseball the last four years now. Nice of you. What did he say back? No, he said, he said like, he gave me a thumbs up. It was, like, around the bases. He got to first base. And then someone hit a, a pop-up, and I say, what's up, yo? what's up, Otani? Uh, thank you, and congratulations for 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 the world class. And he said, thank you, back. So That's cool. That's cool. I, I yeah. I'm a huge Otani dude, so, yeah. you know. I think that was well done. Uh, everybody no should disrespect. everybody should be everybody should be an Otani fan because the guy is unbelievable and it's pretty special. Yeah. I if you're in LA, man, uh, and, and or around Anaheim or whatever he plays on the road, take a look because uh, the guy is pretty special and uh, something that you you want your kids to see, you want your family to see, and you want you you want to actually see that what what he's doing. Yep, he is one of a kind. Um, no disrespect meant to the manager of Venezuela, but is that something you would like to do one day? Uh, I don't. I don't know because uh, there's there's so many things involved with uh, with being uh, uh, the head of a Venezuelan team. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that you need to know, and there's a lot of a lot of other stuff uh, because it's not it's not it's not controlled by by just MLB or or or, I mean, coaches in the MLB, you have to have some kind of uh, relationship with the people in Venezuela, so I'm going to have to get involved. So Omar Lopez, for me, was a perfect guy. He's been, he's been managing and winning ball for, for a long time, and I, he knows a lot of people that runs the federation in Venezuela. So at some point, if I have the chance of being so close to these people and kind of like learning how, to, how is the process, to be part of the the Venezuelan kind of the, the Venezuelan team, I would love to. Either if even if it's not a, a managing, but a coaching and being part of the staff, it would be it would be really nice. I, I wouldn't say no to to that opportunity for sure. Okay, because you know Yadi did his thing for Puerto Rico, and yeah, you know did a pretty good job. He seemed to enjoy it. And it's a pretty it's a pretty good showcase for guys who want to be uh, the next managers, you know. Yeah. Like Omar Lopez is a first base coach right now, but I'm pretty sure his uh his goal and his uh his dream is to to be manager in the big leagues, right? So mm-hmm. being in that spot and you know like being recognized by everybody uh, around the world, I think uh, it's a great opportunity. Same thing for Yari and same thing for the guys who did it um, in other teams. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Yari's major league team, the St. Louis Cardinals. And I don't know how closely you've been paying attention to what's gone on there the last few days. We're taping this on a Thursday. Um, between Ali Marmol, the manager, and Tyler O'Neill, who got thrown out at the plate uh, on a Tuesday night by Ronald Acuna, the Braves. And Marmol apparently did not like the effort. He came out and he questioned it right after the game. And he said, that's not the way we do things here. That's not how we play. It's, you know... We go all out all the time. Basically, it wasn't a good look. And Tyler O'Neill was a little taken aback that Ali Marmol put that out there. 
Well, then on a Wednesday before the game, uh, both Marmol, Marmol kind of doubled down and O'Neill had a response. I want you to give a listen and then we'll talk a little bit about it. No, there's not an issue. There's just a style of play that we're going to make sure um, that everybody keeps to. And uh, the reality was yesterday was an example of, of it not being to the standard that we expect. Um, so it gets called out, we address it, and the player has an option to either cave in or go ahead and um, make a make a change and show something different. You know, I came up, I got up through the minor leagues and into the big leagues playing hard and playing scrappy, and you know, that's who I am, that's my character. Um, and I don't, I don't ever want anyone to take that away from me. Um, you know, these conversations definitely could have been had in-house and, and not gotten out on the loose like they have. Um, should have been handled a little differently in my opinion, but you know, who's to say? We understand that you're not in that clubhouse, but the the general conversation we're having is managers calling out players in public. Have you ever had somebody do that? Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's, it's more old school than anything else. You know, I mean, I I got taken out of the game because I didn't run with a pop up to the catcher that I thought was going to be foul, and end up being a, a fair ball, and I didn't run to first base. And the, the manager decided 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 to take me out of, out of the game. And he got on my face and told me in, in Miami uh, in 2015. And I what 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 could I say? You know, like I was I was wrong. And I'm not gonna say that he's uh he's wrong for taking me out of the game if he's expecting something from me, you know. At the end of the day, managers are the one who got the, the authority because they're there for a reason, you know. Um, as a players, we're probably not gonna like a lot of things that the manager does. But at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, we're living in a country. The president are, uh, is, is, is the head, right? And that's the same thing in baseball. We're players and the head of the clubhouse and the head, head, of, head of the team at that point is the manager, you know? We need to respect the decisions that he takes. And, and that's something is, is a little bit more old school, you know? I remember when, when guys were taken out of the games because they didn't run hard to first base on a routine ground ball. But baseball have changed a lot, you know? especially this new generation coming in. I'm not saying anything like to any 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 particular player. I'm just saying the new generation is kind of a little bit different because it's it's more a little bit a little bit more of a talk, you know, and and have it in house like closed doors and and people understand. But you're gonna have like other other managers that they just gonna pull you out and uh and and take you out of the game because they 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 thought that you didn't run hard. So it goes either way, you know, because the player, we as a players, we're never going to be 100% satisfied with everything that the manager does. And the, the manager uh, doesn't have to be uh, completely uh, happy with the way that you play the game. But there's need to be flexibility, you know, because everybody's different and everybody do different, uh, do things a different way. So that doesn't mean that it's wrong or it's right. I just need to, I, I just feel like it needs to be a little bit more flexibility between both, you know. So I, the way I heard it from Tyler O'Neill was I don't think he was upset that Ali Marmol saw it that particular way. He might not have agreed with it, but I don't think he was upset with that. I think he was upset that Marmol twice went to the press and kind of aired him out after you got removed from that game because of not running out the pop up. I, was that Don Mattingly or was it somebody else? No, it was uh, Dan Jennings. He used to be the okay. GM for the team in Miami, yeah. and he yeah. took over. He took over as a manager. It it took right. me out of the game. He he actually didn't. He did it in house, you know. 
he didn't put it on the press. He didn't tell anybody. He just uh, he just come into the office and he said, "You're not gonna play. You're not gonna play until you you show that you that you want to play and you want to play hard." And I say, "Okay, I I take it." And I I mean, I I I don't think I was I wasn't playing hard. I thought I was I was playing hard. I just missed guy. I just misread a fly ball and I thought it was gonna be foul. I I should have run. Yeah, I should have run to first base. But at the end of the day, it's like I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge him for doing that. And if he want to go out in the press and, and do it that way, I mean, so be it. I'm, I'm not going to take it personal. You So you wouldn't have been upset if he had aired you out in public? No, yeah. I mean, I, I would have, but I, what what else I can do, you know? I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not blaming uh, Tyler O'Neill for being, for being upset, but it has to be some kind of flexibility that, that things can, can be done like on, on a, on a two way, two way way, you know, like, Players, players, and, and managers could have that, that that talk, and and I mean, if he want to put it out there for the media, I mean, I don't know. Like he got a, he probably have a reason, and he wanted to send a message or something. I don't, I don't really know. Okay, so let's look at this from a different direction. Let's say you were in the clubhouse, in the Cardinals clubhouse, and you were a veteran player like you are, and a leader like you are. Would you go up to Tyler O'Neill right now and just kind of put your arm around him and say, "Hey, listen, dude." It's okay. If you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. How do you handle that sort of dynamic? Because right now there's something that is playing out in a very public space right now. Yeah. No, but but the the thing with this situation is you have to know the player and you have to know your personnel. You know, there are players who are not approachable in these moments, you know. So everybody's different. And that's why I'm I'm always saying, like, even even if a veteran player wants to be there for the guy, you need to know if this guy is gonna accept you, you know. And it's gonna accept that you're gonna put the the, the 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 hand around his shoulder and be there for him. Maybe it's a different way, you know. Maybe it's in a in a way where you invite him to a coffee and you talk to him one on one, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna listen to you a little bit more that way the next day than instead of doing the same day. Probably wanna fight you if you say something to him right away. You know, it's different. You know, you have to you have to know who you're dealing with, and. Uh, it's, it's really hard to talk about like a different clubhouse where I never been. So that's why I'm, I'm just like, I'm just putting myself like if this situation happens to me, how would I respond? You know, and I will go straight to how this guy is every single day and how should I go about it and, and talk to him. At the end of the day, all you want is for your players to know that you're there for them, you know, and you have their back. And I mean, in, 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 in families, we ho- we're always going to have problems. The good thing is that you find a way to move on and keep and continue to go forward, you know? Most importantly, if you want to take a guy out for coffee, does it have to be Cuban coffee? No, no, it can be an espresso. Actually, my, my, oh. favorite, my favorite coffee right now is a macchiato. So it's a double short espresso with a little bit of foam milk. It's like, uh, uh, it's like Italian italian coffee that uh that i really i really like to have in italia and and in italy and and in la they have a lot of places that that, that make really good macchiato well you know because uh, you did you have mentioned cuban coffee on this show before haven't you yeah yeah i make cuban coffee at home whenever i have i have my machines and everything but because i don't have the machine right now i'm i'm not having so much cuban coffee what 
this is how much the Rose family adores you. I just want you to know this, that when we were helping you try to look for apartments, there was mm-hmm. a coffee shop right in the area where we were looking at one. And I stopped in there. I turned to Michelle. I said, I have to go into the coffee shop mm-hmm. to see if they have Cuban coffee for my guy. I walked in. I said, do you guys do Cuban coffee? And they said, unfortunately, we don't. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if my man could move here. So this is <laughs> what we do. We look out for our teammates. I, like I just it. want you to know I- this. I like it. I like it. I know. I know. Cuban coffee is not. It's not really easy to to come by here in the West Coast. But uh, yeah, definitely, I'm looking to get my own my own uh, coffee machine and and make it at home for sure. Can you do me a favor? And the yeah, next what do you time got? you talk to your buddy, your former teammate Sandy, I want you to tell him um, his agent screwed him. <laughs> I know he's not going to like hearing that. But I just went, just for shits and giggles, I looked at his contract. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much he's making this year? Like $4 million? He's making six, like six, three. Six. Yeah. Yeah. And next year he makes nine. And mm-hmm. then he starts to make like, listen, I get it. Big picture, it's great money. But yeah. when you're talking about arguably the best person on the planet and what he is doing right now, Holy smokes. I want to rip up that contract and be like, uh, start over. Let's hit the reset button. Because he's freaking unbelievable right now, Miggy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what that's the, the risk that the organizations take, you know. When sign a pitcher like that, they did it on the right time, you know. Sandy, I, and I know for a fact that Sandy wants to be there and wants to win there. And I mean, you can you can really see it when whenever he takes the ball. He wants to go to a distance and doing it in, in that fashion, you know, one hour and 57 minutes, 100 pitches on the dot uh, with a 99 mile per hour sinker uh, for a ground ball into a double play. Ah, it's unbelievable, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because I got the opportunity to, to, to watch him for, uh, for like the past five years work and his dedication, his work ethic, how, how much he, he mature as a, as a leader of a staff, as an ace, you know, he always wanted to be an ace. He always wanted to be a side young caliber pitcher and seeing the kind of stuff that he's doing right now. And he's doing it now for like a year and a half, you know, because uh, uh, the end of 2021, he was really good. 2022, obviously the whole year he was good. And now he just starting with a, starting with another great performance. So uh Hopefully he's uh, listening to this and he knows how how proud I am uh, of him. But I can't wait to face him and and you know put put some runs on him. Now. <laughs> no, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I like that. Um, It'll be really fun. You know what? We got to get him when you guys are on the East Coast or when he's on the West Coast, whatever. We got to get him on with you because I like it. I like it. Like I promise it. you. I yeah. I'm, I promise you right now that I can do that for sure. I'm gonna talk to him. Yeah. And uh, uh, we for the for the next one, let's uh, let's get together when when I'm in the East Coast, and uh, I'm gonna talk to Sandy, and we we get him on the show, and we got a nice conversation with him for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ploof and I were having a discussion. He, he, Ploof um said that he looks wiry, so he's what is he six six or so something like that? He's tall. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty skinny. But he works. He works hard, and he's he work out. But he's like five, six, six five to six six. Yeah. So he's yeah. so Ploof's right. He's not like super jacked. See, to me, you no. can't ever tell in baseball uniforms. 
No, he's, he's, he's skinny, but with a, I mean, with a, like, like big upper body, you know, like high, yeah. like, I don't know. It's like, it's not thick. It's just like high back and, and like, like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like a wide it's wide, back? it's wide, it's wide back, you know, but it's skinny, you know, skinny and long arms, long hands. Uh, he is he, strong. He's really strong. His legs are, are are really strong. He likes to run uh, after he pitch, and his his workouts after he pitch is what one of the most impressive things that you can see. You know, because he works out for like two two and a half hours, like total. You know, he he runs on the treadmill. He do a bunch of like mobility stuff, and then he lift weights, and then he runs again. Um, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch uh, his preparation, and he starts right away, right after he pitch. I think the last time I ran was like 2004. I went for a jog in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I think that was the last time oh, I ran. That was that's like, a long time ago. Yeah, well, this is what happens. <laughs> you know, you get fat, you get a dad bod, and it's over. He's just kind of yeah, hiding exactly. time. So whatever. Right. Um, there was an, some interesting news uh, that there's now going to be CBA protection for the minor leaguers. So they're basically going to double their pay, which is great because they were – treated like shit for so long mm -hmm. when you first got here you showed you shared with us the story i think you were in billings montana maybe and ended up mm -hmm. staying with a host family but after that were you one of those guys that had to live with like five other dudes in a two-bedroom apartment as you were trying to make your way up is is that how it went for you yeah that's exactly how it went for me and uh, i have to stay in the living room i didn't i didn't have my or to share my own room until like i was in double a but uh, like in low A, in high A, I was like living outside on the on the living room on a on an inflated, you know, matrix. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's that's what we do in the minor leagues, and that's how it used to be. Now it's uh, it's a little bit better because teams are taking care of the the players' um, allowance in the the way that they stay. They stay in a in a proper apartment just with one with, with one other roommate you know they have mm -hmm. this complex uh they they build in arizona or florida and they have it's an, an apartment complex that they got two players per per room and uh it's 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 much better now you know because you're putting the player in a better in a better position to like to perform because uh that's if you're not sleeping well and you're worrying about other things and you're not eating well you're probably not going to perform perform the best so but yeah that was my situation there you know, the only way to save money is for you to stay with other five guys in a two-bedroom apartment uh, in the middle of nowhere where you don't really know much about it. You don't have a good credit. You don't have a, a, a nice, you know, bank account at that time. And it's really hard for you to, like, find places that you can stay that is nice. So you need to, like, go through other people uh, for you to actually stay in, a, in, in the living room where where they, they find an apartment. So it's kind of tough. So I, I remember that when you were with the Dodgers coming up, that Jock Peterson was your roommate. Anybody else at the lower levels that ever make it that you lived with? Mm. Well, not that I remember off right now that at the top of my head. Well, I play with Neftali Soto. Uh, it's, it's Puerto Rican. He's playing in Japan right now. He plays uh -huh. for, for Puerto Rico in the WBC. He made his debut with the Reds, but then he went overseas and, and plays in Japan, home run king over there. 
So Nestali Soto was my my roommate uh, coming up in the in with the Reds organization. Uh, couple of the guys with the with the Dodgers that make it to the big leagues. Uh, Pedro Baez, um, Gregor Infante, a couple other Latin guys that that that, that play with me. Jimmy Garcia was my roommate in uh, in oh. Chattanooga, so he pitching with uh with the Blue Jays now. He pitched with me. He pitched with us with with Miami as well. Right. Um, yeah, a couple guys that, that that make it to the big leagues. Uh, that I'm pretty sure there are more, you know, that I stay with, but a uh, couple of things still around for sure. So did Pedro Baez? take as long in the bathroom as he does on the mound. Like if he went in there, would he would be like, Oh my God, nobody can use the toilet for like 75 minutes he's forever. No, he took forever to deliver the ball. You know, you know, he was a, he was a great third baseman. He was a big power bat. Right. He, yeah. He was a third baseman for the Dodgers growing up and, and uh, he made the transition when he was in double A, I think. Because he was so, strong, yeah, they, he, he got a he got a pretty good arm, but he he was a big bopper, third baseman prospect. Couldn't really hit yeah, after well, double A, but they, they they've done that to a couple of relievers. Then him and and Kenley, mm-hmm. of course, was one of the biggest catchers you've ever seen in your life. You know, he played yeah. the World Baseball Classic for mm-hmm. the Netherlands behind the plate. And could you imagine Kenley Jansen being a catcher? That'd be the biggest dude ever back there. The biggest guy, yeah. It was really hard for him to squat down, you know. It's, uh, it's crazy sure. how how these transformations happen. Now I'm playing with David Peralta, who was a pitcher. He hurt his his right. shoulder, and he made the the transition. You know, after going to a to an independent ball league. I mean, and now yep. he's close to have a ten year uh, service time. That's it's impressive, and I really I really like uh, appreciate those guys in the game of baseball because they're really good. Uh, uh, Really good things that you can talk to people about it, you know, that you never want to like give up of your dreams and the things that you can accomplish. Um, and I'm happy that players like him and people like them, you know, could have made the transition in like throughout their careers and they had a really successful big league career as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I think isn't uh, isn't Peralta from Venezuela too? He's Venezuelan. Yeah. 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 Yeah, now I think he was in the Cardinals organization maybe when he was a pitcher. He was, he was there. Yeah, in West yeah. Palm. I remember he he was talking to me about it a couple a couple of weeks ago when he was a pitcher. I always get on him, telling him that that he left all his arm when he was pitching because now he can really reach me as a <laughs> as a cutoff man when when they hit a double. <laughs> Stop one he's, hop in the relay throw to the shortstop, yeah. dude. He he always want to help me, and I mean they always ask me to come to come closer to him. And I say it's 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 no way that I can throw this guy out if I'm next to you right here in left field. Might as well you you trying to throw the ball all the way is better, you know. It's uh, it's got at least it's gonna be quicker. So, <laughs> what do you think? I'm Yoannis Cespedes. I can't I can't throw the ball 300 feet as a cutoff, man. I I don't know what he's he's expecting for me to take all the to take all all, all the. All the responsibility. <laughs> great. That's great. Well, listen, man, it was great catching up today. Uh, best to your family when you talk to them. Uh, don't forget, you've got um, open invitation when you, you get back here. If you have a little downtime, always hang I out like with it. the roses. I'm yep. sure Brady would love it if you wanted to come to one of his games. I, you know, hey, I would love to. I would love football. to come check the. 
I, I would love to come check one of his games and we can hang out and and you know and have a good time. I will let you know. I will let you know for sure after uh, after I go back to LA and uh, knowing that I, I think we're gonna have an off day there, so hopefully we can we can play something together for sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, maybe we sneak in as like a pinch hitter or something. It's um, you know, we'll <laughs> save you, and then they'll be like, well, nah, wait, nah, nah, nah. I don't wanna. Like, I don't want. I don't oh, yeah. want any other extra bat after. You know, it's, if it's an off day, off day, I don't wanna be. I don't wanna be facing another pitcher for sure. Uh, dude, it's a high schooler who you know he's he's got zits all over his face. And he's throwing <laughs> eight, he's throwing seventy nine miles an hour. Get up there with imagine, him, batting. Imagine if I get out, you know, because anybody can get out. Imagine if I if I pop it up and I, I get out, how bad I gonna feel? <laughs> great point. It's a great yeah. point, Miggy Rowe. It's always great catching up with you, my man. I always feel better after I talk to you. That's, Thank you. Thank you very much, man. You made me feel really good, too, man. Thank you very much. You got it. Uh, For our one-of-a-kind producer, Rob Scirocco, who just celebrated a 32nd birthday, by the way. Shout out to Happy birthday, Rob. Rob. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. And Miguel Rojas. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.